All right, the skies this week say it is time to get weird and wild in the name of your highest vision, baby. So let's get into it and do it. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. I am your host, your high-vibe hype woman your messy but mystical guide on just this wild ride. Cosmic cutie reported for duty, Maddie Murphy here. How the heck are we? How are we feeling? How are we doing? What's the vibe? I thank you all so much. It's been basically a few weeks of coming back and doing the podcast live, but as a new mom, postpartum brain, plus just figuring out like navigating just childcare for like, even though it's only one hour to record this, it's crazy how that can be complicated. I just want to say thank you all for being with me this past month, and I feel great today. Life Wizard is with baby Scorpio. Things are smooth sailing for now, and I just I have like a delicious coffee, and I'm so excited to dig into so many fun astrological, like little chit-chat things we have to talk about. I have so many fun, if astrology isn't real, prompts and cues from you all. We got to talk about the moon. And we have to talk about, of course, this Aquarius new moon, lunar new year coming down the pike. Lots of fresh energy coming in. And and we love this for us. Lots of alien energy coming in. And we also love this for us. I am using new headphones today. So it also feels fresh because they're wireless because I was kept getting tangled in my headphones. And I'm like, Maddie, you don't got to live like this anymore. It's 2024. So I encourage you to find those things that are needlessly adding stress to your life, needlessly draining your energy field, and just snip, snip, spirit scissors, get them out, edit, adjust. But with that in mind, it just sounds different not having my old headphones. So I'm like, can I hear myself? Can you hear me? Yes, I think we're all good. But you know, it's just a metaphor. It's a metaphor for change. It's like we're stepping in the right direction, but it could feel uncomfy. It could feel a little awky as we're doing it, right? So let's keep that in mind as we head into the Aquarius new moon. (laughs) It's like that's going to be our literal, actual medicine. So before I get into all of that, I love y'all. We're doing it. We're doing this thing called life together. And it's so messy and weird. But I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm not like totally ready to dive into it. But the past few weeks have been really intense for me personally, beyond being a new mother. And I just have to say, like, even when things are hard, I'm just so grateful to be a human because there's always just something else to tap into, a different level and layer of the heart. And there's this quote, I have no idea where it came from. My aunt shared it with me. And when I asked her years ago where she got it from, she's like, oh, I don't even remember saying that, Um, which is why I love my aunt, Gail. But she said that she read somewhere one time that the only reason the angels weep is because they'll never experience the agony and ecstasy of being a human again. Meaning, to my interpretation, that even when shit is high, 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 or low, 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 there is just something so raw and real and reminding you there's a vibrancy to it all. 
So I just put that in your pipe to smoke this week of like whatever you're going through, for better or for worse, it's not going to last forever. How do we stay present to it all? How do we go deeper into the heart space of it all? And how do we use it to grow and to, and to let our soul do what it wants to do, which is expand and evolve? So on that little light note, light bright note, let's talk about Virgo announcements. Virgo announcements. We have some fun things, ways to go deeper with the astrology. A lot of you have been checking out the 2024 replay. That's available at the Cosmic Rx in the link in the show notes. If you are a planner and you want to plan it with the planets, if you want to you know, get all organized, cosmically speaking, then check out that replay. It's a two-hour workshop I did where I talked through the biggest transits of the year. What are they? What have they meant historically? What do they mean for you? And then also, like, what do they actually mean for you? I pop in some Mad Libs there so you can really understand this astrology, how it's working for you, right? A big fan of doing that because sometimes it's like, oh, great, all this stuff's happening. But like, what am I supposed to do with that? Virgo announcements, Astro Accelerator, was supposed to start in February. It's actually going to start March 12th because there's something about this February that I'm just feeling like I want to drop into the Aquarian energy and just vibe with that. We're going to start in March instead, ahead of the eclipses, ahead of the zodiacal new year, the spring equinox, which is like our rebirth time, which I absolutely adore. So if you're interested in that, we have a few spots left. The link is in the show notes, link is in my bio. And of course, I am going to offer a partial scholarship spot. So if you want to apply for that, you can through my link in bio there. Yeah, just check out my Instagram. I'm going to be doing some like fun lives and stuff this February, just kind of easing back into everything, but in a way that feels like slow and graceful to myself. And also like, I just love my time on baby Scorpio. It's like hard to walk away from him, from the cuddles and the goo goo gagas and the like singing and dancing. But then I feel so good when I plug back into our community and to all of you. And it feels so good to just like, I'm just so grateful to have these both aspects of myself. So if you want to get in on that, check out my Instagram at I am Maddie Murphy. And speaking of, you know, I'm going to talk about this a little bit in the planetary planning, but I just don't want to forget that this part of the year, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces season, they're less about starting the new year, starting something new, new storylines, new intentions, new goals, new energy. They're really about actually kind of closing out the storylines that began in 2023, the intentions you set then, the goals you set then. So if you haven't been feeling that new, like incredible, fresh, invigorated start, remember, if you're here, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a cosmic cutie, you're a cosmic baddie, which means that our new year starts with airy season, with the spring equinox. It's winter now, or it's either the thick of winter or the thick of summer, depending on what hemisphere you're in. And I want to speak to the winter people because that's where I am right now. It's time to be cozy, right? To drink hot beverages, to go inward, to reflect, to journal. But really, we'll see a lot of that. Like if you were thinking about moving, this happened to me last year. I was thinking about moving in 2022. And then it was like January, February is where I actually moved, got my apartment again in New York City. And I could feel it like, ah, oh, right, that was that storyline. That's actually when I got pregnant too. It was like the things I was thinking about a lot in 2022. And this year, same thing is coming up. Projects I've been working on, things I have in the works and development, 
right now, like I'm feeling a lot of reflecting back on them, closing things out, initiating things that were already started, if that makes sense. So if you also didn't get to quote unquote accomplish everything you wanted to in 2023, first of all, time is made up to construct, who cares? But if you're feeling like this season of your life is ready for something, don't think it's all done yet, right? The universe still has some tricks up their old sleeve. So just want to kind of remind ourselves that this Cap Aquarius Pisces season, we're still like working through the stuff that we started last year. And then if you're waiting for that like invigoration, that motivation, that new mojo in the field, that will probably come more towards like an Aries season, right? And this Aries season, it's so crazy. We have a Mercury retrograde. We have eclipses, conjunct Chiron. We have comets. We're going to have like a Jupiter-Uranus conjunction in April, right at the tail end of Aries season. Lots happening, but I just want to put that out there. The other thing on a personal level, as we kind of talk about all this Aquarian energy and as I segue into astrology isn't real, I've been thinking a lot again about why I love astrology. Like Everyone has their own reason they come to astrology. And for me, it's been about a few things. It's about to deeper understand myself and my purpose and who am I and to really honor that planetary permission slip, as I call it, like to trust my gifts, right? They're not just in my head. They're not just made up. And to understand how to bring my gifts out, but also to understand the timing and the cycles of my life, right? To really trust my timing has been one of the biggest gifts of understanding astrology, um, my phases, my cycles, my transits. And then to understand in the macro, what are we going through? In the collective, what is the astrology of this moment? What can we learn from history? How can we harness the astrology to really evolve in the way we need to? And with everything happening, Right now in Palestine, Israel, I've been thinking a lot about this again. And like, what is that role in our evolution for all of us or people who feel helpless or confused or for people who want to come together and figure out a new way of, of working through this, of, of showing up for each other, of having different conversations? I've been seeing a, lo- a lot of divisiveness online on all sides from all types of people. I've received some very hateful, alarming messages, which we won't get into too much here, but just letting you know, like it's going down for real. And I really was thinking about hosting some sort of call where we could just do a meditation, a prayer for peace, maybe a check-in or reminder of like our role in the revolution based on like our sun signs. And then like a place to just connect and process and like whatever, as long as you come compassionately and curiously with love, however you're feeling right now, I, I'm like leaning towards doing something like that. I don't have like the bandwidth to have it be like, oh, like facilitating something so intense and deep. My heart has been absolutely wrecked for the past hundred and some odd days. And I'm feeling like we need to gather as a community. So mm, TBD on that. I'm putting it out here for some like accountability. Let me know if this is something you're interested in. It would be free or maybe like, you know, we would do some donations or something to come in to humanitarian aid groups. Not that they can't even do anything right now, but anyway, anyway, anyway just something I've been thinking about in this like Aquarius energy. And we're just going to be getting, the Aquarius is going to be 
Aquarius in hard this season because of this like stellium of planets we have going on. So thinking about everything with that, if astrology isn't real, so many of you slide in my DMs with wanting to know like what's going on with this, the, the astrology, um, what's going on with that, this one and that one. And so I've been checking in on the gram to get like, what do you guys want to hear about? That's why I'm here. It's for you. So this week, y'all had so many good responses. Some of them were hilarious. Just like, if astrology isn't real, explain Capricorns. And I was just laughing. I was like, that's different, different episode, different day. But then someone asked, why was I so mean to myself on Aquarius, Sun, Virgo, Moon Day, which is what I had said last week that might happen. So yeah, if astrology isn't real, right, it checks out on the personal level. On the macro level, on the political pop culture level, a lot of you DM'd about things that I'm just going to file under for right now, general Pluto and Aquarius things. Mass protests in Germany against the right-wing party AFD, which I did a little research into this. And yeah, there was about, you know, in Berlin, about 100,000 people who gathered to protest right-wing extremism. And really defending the democracy in, in Berlin, I guess on January 10th, Media Platform Corrective published something that says there's a far right meeting in Potsdam in this past November, and they were really talking about mass deportation of millions of foreigners and even Germans who came from migrant families. And people were just horrified and people have been protesting everywhere. Berlin, Hamburg, Munich, but also in like other cities where that aren't as like liberal that traditionally have more of a far right population are even protesting this. I think very Pluto and Aquarius, right? Aquarius, I'm going to talk about this, but Pluto is the Lord of the Underworld. Pluto is death daddy, is transformational, like team captain, like, hey, we are here to reveal, heal, and like, come on, evolve or die, bitches, right? I always say that. Aquarius, you know, there's the I, there's the us, and I talked about last week. Aquarius is ruled by two planets, Saturn, traditionally, and in the more modern terms, Uranus. Uranus is the planet of queerness. I did not make this up. I wish I did. I first heard Jessica Lignato say it, and there were different people. Let me see here. Okay, so I'm not sure who's the first person to ever say it, but someone I did hear talk about it many years ago was this astrologer, Jack Fertig. And it's because a lot of people say Uranus is this planet that is, he has a great talk on it online, I think from like 2003. And he talks about the correlation of Uranus with queerness, um, with like actually, let's call it like he says homosexuality, because I don't know if we can say that anymore. But really about like neurons is connected to social revolutions and it's connected to just being different. It's connected to doing things in a different way, to owning our inner queerness. And I love that. And I love that one of my dear friends, mentees, said Aquarius can also be called I query us. Like I'm asking things of us, but also like the query in, in all of us. And that's why I love. We all have Uranus in our chart. We all have Uranus going on. There's a part of us that's all craving to be seen in the most radical, eccentric way possible that doesn't want to fit in a box, that also wants to really be liberated and, and to want to liberate others. And so Uranus is really regarded as the planet that has to do with revolutionary energy and being the awakener. 
And so for Pluto to be in Aquarius that's ruled by Saturn and Uranus, the Pluto doesn't always mean this kind of revolution, right? When we say it's the revolution, everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's because Pluto. But I just want to keep reminding us that like the Aquarian energy wants us to celebrate our differences. Our Aquarius energy wants to topple the systems of power, like the homogenous, older, white, straight, cis man archetype. You know, that is going to be the minority in terms of representation by the end of this Pluto and Aquarius. And that means across the board, I believe, in government, in business, in the arts, in Hollywood. And we're tasked with, especially if we hold, like, I'm a white, straight, cis woman, like, if we hold that sort of identity, our job is to really, like, pave the way, open the doors, right? Like, work with the Pluto and Aquarius energy. We shall not resist. It's not going to end well. Right. So I love seeing people taking to the streets, even like in this article that I saw in the New York Times, where they're like people who are traditionally more even conservative were protesting this. And I'm like, hell yeah. So thank you to the people on IG who mentioned that. We also saw other things I'll file under Pluto and Aquarius in terms of the tech aspect of it. Uh, we saw Neuralink, Elon Musk. I think there was the first official human subject who got the brain chip implanted. Let's see how that goes. I'm not an early adapter. I don't even like to change my cell phone, my iPhone, sooner than I have to. I I like my brain the way it is, but I do think that having this Neuralink, which is a brain computer that's fully implantable, cosmetically invisible, according to the website, is designed to let you control a computer or mobile device anywhere you go. This is some Pluto and Aquarius shit, because what I'm saying here is that in this Pluto and Aquarius transit, we're going to be moving through such leaps and bounds in technology. Our heads are going to be spinning. These iPhones, they're going to be outdated, right? Like we're going to be like, what? You held a phone in your hand? So seeing this is very literal Pluto and Aquarius. And then someone else, Christopher, who we love, Christopher Marsala, we've had on the podcast, DM'd talking about the International Space Hotel, I guess, Voyager Station. I saw an article in Architectural Digest and Travel and Leisure that they are saying there's going to be a space hotel opening in 2025, um, which will be very interesting. This is very Pluto and Aquarius in terms of what I talked about in the webinar, space and air travel. This is Aquarius, right? Aquarius has to do with outer space, aliens, traveling, air, right? Fixed air. So yeah, in 2025, I'm just warning all of us, we're in the last year of like the first part of the 2020s. 2025 and the second half of the 2020s are going to feel like, whoa, all of this air energy speeding up. Because we also have Uranus is going to go into Gemini and it's going to be air on air energy. 2025, yeah, that would make sense that we're going to start experiencing things like this. So I love seeing all of this from you guys. Keep it coming. Someone put in here, Netanyahu's 16-year reign coincided with Pluto and Cap. Yeah, that's part of this. I have to like do more research. I do know that he's the longest serving prime minister in Israel. And again, is not, from what I've heard online and certain friends of mine, that he's an extremist. And a lot of a lot of people in Israel like we don't want him speaking for us. And it reminds me a little bit of like the Trumpy times here. So I had to do more research on his actual, his term. I didn't know if there's term limits in Israel. 
So I was researching that a little bit. But again, he's very good at getting reelected. He's been like the longest serving on and off different terms. But again, like I think with this Pluto moving into Aquarius, we are going to be seeing a shift in leadership. But again, it's not going to come like easily or like in a fun way. Pluto and Aquarius is revolution. Revolutions are tricky, sticky. They're messy. They're violent. So that's why I'm trying to think about for us, how do we gather together and have conversations and really think about like unity versus division, right? How do we move forward with conflict, with compassion instead of just with like violence? But <laughs> these are big, big questions. Okay. I'm going to round out the astrology isn't real Mm-mm-mm. with something that I got a lot, probably the most interested, which is so funny and why I love all y'all, was you want to talk about Nikki and Megan. So shall we talk about this for a second? Basically, Nikki and Megan having beef, all I know about it is that there is some definitely karmic cosmic fuckery going on with these two. It is Sagittarius Nikki versus Aquarius Megan. And they're in a beefing war of words going on. They used to collaborate. They've definitely done songs together. And now, you know, they're they're releasing some old-fashioned diss tracks. And Hiss came out recently, January 26th, with Megan Thee Stallion, really calling out Nikki for overlooking abuse, let's say, from some of the men in her life. And then Nicki Minaj just releasing tracks that are basically a song called Bigfoot that is really like making fun of the fact that Megan got shot in the foot by Tori Linez and also just like more like petty, making fun of her looks, saying, you know, just making fun of her character. She's unlovable. Now, with this, the astrology isn't real. I'm like, okay, so. Megan is an Aquarius with a Capricorn stellium. Nicki Minaj has a Sagittarius sun with a Sag stellium. This feels like the Pluto and Aquarius at all. Megan is like riding it. Like, you know what? Enough of this. Again, like I'm not sitting down for certain things. I'm standing up. Release this very interesting song that felt very like well thought out, very methodical. And some people are saying that Nikki is just sort of like reacting in a way that's a little bit more petty, a little bit more emotional. And that is kind of the difference of like both Sagittarius and Aquarius love freedom. They want freedom. Sag wants freedom to express and communicate. Aquarius wants freedom to individuate and to be yourselves. So I'm watching them and I'm like, this is very interesting. And also, they both have their sun and Mercury in the same signs. So we're kind of seeing, like, a lot of people are saying that Megan's hit on Nikki felt more, like, strategic, a little more detached, and really calling her out for something that's really more of, like, an ideological flaw in defending or protecting the violence of men around her. Whereas the sun of Mercury and Sag is more like shooting from the hip. I'm hurt. I'm just hitting back at you in a way that might not be as well thought out. So definitely, you know, said like all these articles came out. It's like Nicki Minaj fans said they're losing respect. And like the barbs, hello, are usually ride or die. But they're saying that these attacks are embarrassing. And people are like disavowing Minaj's behavior, saying that they're questionable and disappointing. And this is kind of the difference. And I have a Sag stellium. 
is sometimes we can shoot from the hip. Sag energy could sometimes want to be like, whoop, bring it back in, like a little loose-lipped reacting versus responding. And just think it's interesting that with all this Aquarius energy in Megan's chart, and I don't have their birth times. I don't know if they're exact. So I don't know if like the rising and everything is correct. But at the very least, having her sun and Mercury in Aquarius, it's like she's going through a rebirth, being seen in a different way. And I appreciate that she stood up for herself as much as I understand. Like, I, I don't totally understand all the details what's going on here. But also, she's in her Saturn in return. And so this is going to be a few years of her really putting up boundaries, um, especially Saturn and Pisces around her artwork, her music, her creativity, her soul, her spirit, her energy, like all of you who are in your Saturn in return are being asked to do right now. And I just thought that it was super interesting and it feels really karmic because of the Pluto that this happened like right as Pluto went into Aquarius during Megan the Stallion's Saturn return. And in terms of Nikki's Saturn, which I'm like curious about, she's her Saturn in Scorpio like me, which means that it's making like a direct square with Pluto in Aquarius right now, right? So there's a lot of, of dismantling of the old and it feels even like Listen, like I grew up loving Nikki, still like oh, some of her songs really have gotten me through some hard times getting hyped up, but it feels like we have to look at some shadows here, right? Like we're bringing up some things that have been buried. I hope that like this brings up something transformative for Nicki Minaj, where she examines her own relationship to these men, to power, to abuse, to victims, to, to being a public figure, and, and hopefully she can use this to move forward. So that's what I'm going to say about that. And just shout out and happy birthday season to Megan the Stallion. And that was my astrology is a real segment. Kind of long, but you know what? You all had a lot of really fun things to say. And I couldn't just pick one because they were all so spot on. Now let's talk about the moon. The moon, we check the moon so we understand what our emotional weather is for the week, right? So we can stay centered and really in our power, in our heart space. So the day this podcast comes out is February 5th. So February 5th, we have a Sagittarius moon, Aquarius sun, and that'll go until early Tuesday morning. I talked about this last week, but this is visionary energy. This is energy that wants us to think outside of the box. This is energy that wants us to really see something differently. Maybe if you've been stuck on a problem or stuck in a mindset, how can you shift that? How can you do a reframe? This is, this is what we love to do on these days. Um, we're going to look out for being overly rigid in our beliefs these days. I just talked about Sag energy with Nicki Minaj. We're also going to want to like bite our tongue and think a little bit before we speak. And then as we go into the Capricorn moon days, we have Capricorn moon on Tuesday, Wednesday into Thursday at 9 a.m., and Cat Moon Aquarius Sun. This is like taking care of business day. This is a lot of like mm, focus energy. Cat Moon Day is we love for just taking care of business. And I think we've been procrastinating on. I like to get a few things done on the old checklist and be our own authority. See how good it feels to like take care of ourselves, show up for myself in some way. And then in that, we're just gonna look out for being overly again hard on ourselves. Or all work, no play those days. We want to breathe in some like color, some juiciness, some magic, some life if we need to. 
Okay, and then we have, bum, 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 the moon moves into Aquarius at 8.59 a.m. on Thursday the 8th. And this leads us into the Aquarius new moon, also lunar new year. But the Aquarius moon energy that will bring us through Thursday, Friday, and into Saturday around 8.45 a.m. is really coming. And we're talking about it more in the planetary planning. We can expect to have like a healthy detachment in the best way from maybe things that have been feeling sticky to us, or maybe we're feeling a little like in our feels lately. Maybe we're having like Capricorn season is helping us get organized for sure. And now Aquarius season is asking us like, what is lighting up the vision and who are we doing this with and who are we doing this for, right? So under this Aquarius moon energy, we might feel like we want to connect with our community, with the collective, with our friends, with the nonprofit group, with like that feeling of doing something that's bigger, like, you know, than yourself, being part of that. I always think of the Aquarius energy, this mantra always comes through. And I think it's because Aquarius energy, fixed air, it can lead to anxiety on Aquarius moon days for sure. And there was this old quote, it was like, feeling nervous, be of service. I think there is something true to that for myself too. Like being of service really helps get me out of my own brain sometimes. And it does, it does something, you know, it gets that good like dopamine hits and, and just reshifts, right? So if these Aquarius moon days, we're going to talk about the new moon medicine, but in general, emotionally, maybe there's something, if you're feeling anxious or that air is getting to you. I invite you to think about that, right? Feeling nervous, be of service. And things, like I said, to look out for, could be that anxiety those days. We're going to talk about visionary energy and the planetary planning. And then we go into the 10th on Saturday and we round out the weekend with the Pisces moon. Now, here we go. It's Pisces moon energy. We're feeling dreamy after that. We're definitely going to want to get a lot of good sleep over the weekend. You may even be feeling a little bit like sometimes we can feel a little heavy on a Pisces moon, especially like coming off of this Aquarius new moon that's going to be working with Pluto. And I just want to like encourage us all that, you know, even baddies get a little saddy sometimes, right? Some days we wake up baddie, some days we wake up a saddie. And that's okay. There's a little Pisces moon energy, especially as we start rounding out the year. It's almost like a gentle rinse cycle or maybe a power washing of like the emotional and psychic debris that we either haven't dealt with or that's still really tender to us. And that's why I think it's so good on Pisces moon days to pull some cards, you know, do something that's spiritual self-care, get into nature, make yourself a really cozy little like nap space, right? Play with your crystals. Like it's like tending to yourself from the energy hygiene place, from this place of spiritual self-care. And the fact that it lies on a weekend, I hope that each and every one of you gets to take advantage of that in some way, shape, or form, either through play, through intuitive work, through imagination work, or just through some yummy, yummy sleep. Never underestimate the healing power of sleep. And just things to look out for. Aquarius on Pisces moon, those days, you can get a little like Delulu and not like the good way and like, disassociating or escaping reality in a way that might not feel good. So just be taking caution, especially with like, if you're going out and using any influences, 
you know, no judgment because I, I love them. I can't wait till I'm done breastfeeding to partake in, in something, but just using it in a way of like in moderation. And if you're going through something big emotionally, just checking yourself that you're not trying to like be in that, you know, whatever, drinking, doing some drugs as a way of escaping, right? Or like numbing yourself. So that's the vibe for the planetary, the, the moon, the moon report. And now I'm getting ahead of myself. We got to get into the planetary planning. So let's talk about it. The big headline for my moon baddies is obviously the Aquarius new moon. So that's going down for real on February 9th, 5.59 p.m. Eastern time. It's a super moon. We love this for us. And, you know, it's really special and rather potent for a few reasons. One is that the Aquarius new moon of the year, fun fact, or like the February new moon, always lines up with it's the lunar New Year's Eve. It's the lunar New Year. So we have like the solar New Year is in astrology is Aquarius, Aries season, but the lunar New Year begins in Aquarius season. And this is celebrated in China. It's very important there, but also it's celebrated in South Korea, Vietnam, other countries with significant like Chinese populations. And I was walking around Chinatown this week, um, going to my chiropractor. And it was so fun to see all of the fun items of ritual that they were selling to get ready for the Lunar New Year. These like beautiful gold, like leafed plants to symbolize um, good luck and prosperity incense that was there and, and, and things to invite in the ancestors, certain candles. It just gets me hyped up. So for the Lunar New Year, we think about, you know, we shift, this is where we shift animals. So like me, I was born year of the rot. And we were leaving this past year was the year of the water rabbit. And then we go into the year of the wood dragon. I'm so loving this. I'm having a lot of dragon energy. I had a lot of dragon energy during my pregnancy come up. So when I saw it was the year of the wood dragon, I got pretty hyped. And we think about it's fire and wood, right? So there's something like fierce and forward moving about the dragon. And the dragon is like really unique because it's the only like non traditional animal in the Chinese zodiac, right? Everything else is like tiger, ox, rat, rabbit. So it's it feels a little magical. And we also know as we enter February, it's a leap year. So happy birthday to my leap year B-Day babies, including Heather, who I just mentioned. And with this, it feels like, ooh, there is something really charged for this year, for this new moon, something a little bit about like a little mystical, a little magical, a little beyond the realm of, of what we know to be true already. Like we're, we're not doing things, right? This is not, not the year of norm core energy for sure. And then of course, this new moon is at a basically exact 90 degree square to Uranus, who I was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep, that Uranus. And it's also working with Pluto. So yeah, there, this is like a very powerful new moon. And I think about even you know, back to the wood dragon, I was reading up on a little bit and they had this great article headline from the Japan Times that says opportunities await the bold in the year of the wood dragon. 
I think about that, I'm like, ooh, okay, like we have reviewing our big astrology for the year, but we have the North Node is still in Aries, right? We have Pluto and Aquarius. We have Saturn and Pisces. A lot of this feels like, okay, it's time to take like some of the spiritual work we've been doing in the inner world and make some big leaps, some big moves, own our inner authority, own our empowered sense of leadership to do something that we're passionate about, do something with courage, do something with confidence, take a risk on ourselves. And it's like fun how the Western sort of astrology that I study, the tropical zodiac, Hellenistic astrology, shamanic astrology, it feels really in line with this wood dragon. And speaking of the big astrology for the year, we know that Jupiter is moving from Taurus and will be there through May into Gemini. And each like Chinese zodiac sign corresponds to a Western sign. And the one that contains the giant planet of Jupiter in that year is what, I, as from my understanding, is what helps us understand like what's going on in the Chinese calendar, what sign and what element we're entering. So again, big new beginnings, feeling into so much newness, so much, again, I said in my astrology webinar that I was like, this is the years of miracles made manifest. And it's also the year where we're seeing like things that you started to put into place and form, whether it's ideas, intentions, new strategies, new systems, new spiritual journeys you went on in 2023, we're going to really feel into that, starting to see the results of it as we enter 2024. But like I said, you know, in the beginning of this is that like, we might not be feeling all those results right now, but we can feel some of the storylines that we had churned up are like coming into completion now. And with this new moon, with this lunar new year, it just feels like we're going deeper into that. The wood dragon, it's like we are going forward. We're experiencing that mythical energy of the dragon, finding our fire. But like the wood part of it feels like we are, we're, we're getting grounded, we're planting deep roots, we're finding that fertile soil. Again, Jupiter in Taurus, Jupiter in Gemini, in terms of the Jupiter correlation there. And then because of the square of this new moon, I want us all to be prepared to think outside of the box in some way. Listen, being a visionary, having a visionary approach to your life isn't easy, okay? Like if there's a reason why people you know, follow the path that is more traveled. There is a reason why people don't think outside the box, live the cookie cutter life, because it's just, it's there. It's not maybe enlivening or energizing, but it can be easy. But as we know, there is a price that comes with that. And it isn't easy in the long term, because if you have a spark within you, if you have a desire to live a truthful, soulful, authentic life, then there is something that you're going to want to do that's going to ask you to buck up against that, whether it's bucking up against your family's expectations, cultural expectations, or just not having a roadmap for how to do this and getting a little messy with it, right? It's going to ask you to stay so true to your vision. And one of the things I always say over and over again is the only one who has to believe in your vision is you. That's it. The only one who has to believe in your vision is you. I have seen this time and time and again in my own life where I had a vision, I felt it in my heart, I felt it in my belly, in my soul. This is what I wanted my life to be like. And then it felt possible to me. But people looking around me were like, what is this girl doing? What is she talking about? Is she okay? I'm concerned for her. 
just here you go. Why don't you just do this the easier way? And there was times I was tempted to be like, yeah, like this is, this is a lot of work. But I didn't for whatever reason. And I'm so proud of myself for that. And again, it's about finding your vision and really aligning it with your intentions and your values and then doing the best, the best of your ability to shift your beliefs, your thoughts, your actions, your behaviors to stay in alignment with that, right? With your values, with your intention, with your vision. And it creates a sense of, it will create a sense of flow and ease. It's not easy in the beginning, but this is what I talk about when I say like leaving your comfort zone for the cosmic zone, but it has to begin with you. Under this new moon, there may be a spark or a seed that's being planted where this is maybe feel extra relevant, extra resonant to you. Because there's new beginnings happening around this now on so many levels, right? It's a new moon, duh. New moon in Aquarius. Oh yes, check, check. It's the lunar new year. Check, 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 check. It's you know our first new moon in Aquarius with Pluto there, right? Like we see how the universe is saying like, hey, get ready. And because it's square Uranus, what I'm saying is it's going to bring even more of that innovative energy, progressive energy to you. And it might even bring up something unexpected. And it could be unexpected blessing. Like, wow, I didn't know this could, this opportunity was here. This is inspiration. This is a light bulb, eureka moment. Um, It could be like an ace energy, like in the tarot, like something coming completely unexpected to help guide you in this new beginning. Or let's be honest, it could be something uncomfy. But what I was saying before is it's okay. The uncomfy stuff happens. This could be something you thought was happening it could not pan out. Something could be delayed, canceled. Something that you thought was going in a forward direction might take a hard right. You might think you were done with something and it comes up again. Let it teach you. Let yourself be curious. Stay curious, my friends, under this new moon. Because the thing that Uranus is throwing your way is not to block you or punish you or stress you out or overwhelm you. It might do that in the moment. We can honor that. We can honor to quote one of my, my mentees, we can honor the suckiness of that for sure. But I want us to think about how that may be showing us a better, a more brilliant, a more enjoyable, a more truthful way of approaching whatever it is, the theme, the project, the relationship. And so I really invite us one of the gifts of the air signs is to keep an arm's length, is to be curious about what is going down, right? Instead of just getting bogged in, you know, the wave of emotions or feeling like we have to fix something and going into action right away, whether we have to react emotionally and fiery, just being curious, right? Why is this happening? What's going down? What is this next vision for me? Even if I don't understand the how, that's also what I want to reiterate for visionary energy is don't get too caught up in the how, in the details, right? We're an Aquarius. We just want to know like whoop, big out, big um, 10,000 foot perspective, the vision that lights you up, that's getting you excited to get out of bed, to be a human. And again, maybe even a vision, I'm inviting all of us to weave into that vision, something for the collective. We can live in a more equitable, peaceful society where future generations maybe don't have to know some of the the pain, some of the trauma, some of the tr- struggles that we see around us right now, right? 
So I invite you, put pen to paper under this new moon, craft that vision that lights you up, let the Uranian energy do what it needs to do, show you what it needs to show you, embody that wood dragon. Oof, I love that. I love that, like, just even as as an archetype sitting with that. And then I want you to also think about, like, all this Aquarius energy in the sky this month. And it's going to continue to nurture or electrify those seeds that you're planting. And so just with all that fixed energy of the Aquarius new moon, I just invite us to release like the fixed grip on thinking we know exactly how it has to pan out or how it has to look, right? We raise your hand if things have gone off track for you in life and you freaked out and then you realize that, wow, that was actually really a blessing for me. That was a good thing that that thing didn't work out or that reroute or that plot twist. Looking back on it with hindsight, I see how that was happening in my favor. I'm raising my hand right now. It, it's me. She is me. I am her. And I want you to think about that and just seeing how we can release that fixed grip on how we think things have to work out, what timeline we think they have to work out on. And again, more focus on the feelings. How do we want to feel? What's the vision? What's, you know, the broad strokes? And drop into that and trust it and really sit with it in a way where you're almost like, what does my dad say? It's like, oh, it's like having like, a faith in your vision that almost just feels like goddamn reckless, right? Like, <laughs> that's what I want for each of us under this Aquarius new moon. And also to weave into our intentions, you know, the vision for the collective liberation that we all so much crave and desire. So that's the big headline, like I said. And I just want to reiterate to some things like Pluto and Aquarius. I've talked to a few Aquarii uh, in my travels this past week, and they were like, oh my God, am I so fucked? Like, I. This Pluto and Aquarius energy, is it coming for me? And I'm like, yes and no. <laughs> it's not bad. I want us to release, like, I love that Megan the Stallion story I just told because, yeah, what she's going through, it's not easy, but we see that there is like a reclaiming of power happening in that, right? Pluto and Aquarius is going to have us all going through a rebellion revolution. And if we are and Aquarius have Aquarius placements, or even just the fixed signs in general, we are entering a 20-year cycle of rebirth, but it's going to be more about like the zoom out, seeing how when you look back on these 20 years, wow, how much you completely transformed. And it may be asking you in the moment to rethink some things, to unearth some things, to allow yourself to change, which I know is not always the favorite invitation for fixed signs. But I just want to say, don't fear Pluto and Aquarius. Revere it, respect it for sure. But think about like, okay, where in my life am I ready to get more free? Where in my life am I ready for that rebirth? And I'm going to be doing a longer form podcast with an astrologer who I really respect. I know you all love coming up. We're going to do an episode just about Pluto and Aquarius and what it means for each of the signs. So you can stay tuned for that. But for right now, I definitely invite us to like, let this Aquarian energy, we know Mercury entered Aquarius on February 5th. Um, we have Pluto in Aquarius, Sun in Aquarius, Moon in Aquarius. February 9th, I want you to just sit and let yourself talk to your vision. Let yourself have a conversation with that part of you, okay? And it's okay if you're a little banged up, a little beat up, maybe something's in pen out the way you thought they were going to recently. That's okay. That's part of life, right? What can we learn from that? And how can we, again, stay true to the vision, even if no one else around you understands it? I, like I said, I've seen it in my life. 
but I've seen it in the life of my clients, my friends, my family. I am so proud of people who stick true to their vision and live their unconventional life, let their freak flag fly. They create a life that's so true to themselves. And I really see those people who do that. I see the ways in which they are able to show up more clearly, more compassionately for the collective because they're happy, they're free, right? So why wouldn't you want other people to be happy and free when you're feeling that? So know that no matter what, what you're doing, who you are, as long as you're not causing harm to anyone, if you're choosing your path, I'm cheering you on. And even if I don't totally understand the vision, know that I'm helping you birth it. I see it. I'm like encouraging it. And of course, if you want to know what this new moon means for your sign, a little more in-depth reading, you can go to our Cosmic RX Premium through our website. I'll be doing a little like mini reading bonus podcast episode for the signs. But no matter what, no matter what sign you are, where Aquarius is in your chart, there is a new vision that is wanting to be seen and heard. So until next time, I am just sending you all so much love, wrapping you up in stardust in hugs and sending you new moon blessings for big fat checks and hot juicy sex. Amen. Yes, sister friend. Mwah. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.